John chapter 3, verses 1. Actually, let's read from verses 1 um, to 1 to 10. All right, 1 to 10. Reading. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered, and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? May God bless the reading of his word. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for yet another Lord's Day. We thank you for journey mercies to thy house. We pray much, O God, that you be merciful to cleanse us and wash us of all our sins as we begin this day of worship. And now may your Holy Spirit be our teacher, Help us to understand this new birth that we need to have. And then when, if we have it, Lord, how it must change us. We pray that you open our eyes of understanding, establish, Lord, our salvation clearly, that we may, Lord, have the assurance and also, Lord, therefore go forth and live our lives for you. Be in our midst. We ask and pray that if there be any who is not saved, who, does not who have not understood the gospel clearly, Lord, may you make it plain to the heart. We ask and pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. The new birth. The new birth. Now here, we have the account of a Pharisee. All right? The Pharisees are the rulers of the Jews, the Word of God tells us. Rulers because they teach the Word of God to them. They give instructions on how to live to the Jews, although they live among the Romans. Now, this particular Pharisee called Nicodemus, he came to Jesus by night. Why? Because as a Pharisee, he knew that other Pharisees and many of the Jews, they did not like Jesus Christ at all. They, reject, they rejected him as the Messiah. So the reason why he had to go to Christ by night is not to 
get himself into trouble, to say the least. Otherwise, he will be also rejected among his colleagues, his peers. So he was wanting to go in the cover of night. Now, he came and spoke to Christ and said, well, I know you are a teacher from God because now he saw the miracles and he knew that these miracles cannot be done by mere men. They are beyond normal, way beyond what is possible with men. Now, in his heart, he knew that Jesus Christ was likely who he claimed to be, sent from God. In other words, the Son of God. What did he want to know? Now, look at verse 3. He just simply said, well, I know that, you know, you did all these miracles and you must be who you claim you are. Now, Jesus cut to the chase. Jesus cut to the chase. He knew why Nicodemus came to him. He did not, well, engage in small talk and answer, yes, I am from God. He knew the heart of Nicodemus. Now, he immediately said this. Verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He knew that what Nicodemus was seeking was how to see the kingdom of God. How can he be sure that he will see the kingdom of God when he opened his eyes after death? He knows that he will be in heaven. That is why Nicodemus came in the cover of night. That is his deep question in his heart. He was not sure if he was saved and he can be saved. Though he is a Pharisee, now today I ask you, my friends, are you sure of your salvation? Now Nicodemus wanted to know. Do you really want to know? Maybe it's something deep in your heart, but you dare not ask your parents. You dare not ask people in church. You feel too embarrassed also. Secretly in your heart, like Nicodemus, you want to know. Well, Christ today cut straight to the point. Now, notice the word, verily, verily. Verily, verily, mentioned a few times. Verily, verily, in verse 3. Verily, verily, in verse 5. Now, when Christ says verily, verily, means he says, he's trying to say, now you pay attention. This is an absolute important truth that you need to understand and receive. Now, what is this truth? Now, he uses the word accept. Christ said accept. Now, you want to see the kingdom of God. You want to be saved. You want to be sure that you will go to heaven. Accept. Accept means there is no other way. There's only one way. One thing must happen, except a man be born, uh, sorry, in verse 3, except a man be born again. He cannot. Cannot means there is no possibility at all, except this particular thing happened to you. What is it? Born again. Are you born again? Christ said you must be born again, if not you will not see the kingdom of heaven for absolute surety. Now, Christ said this word born again in verse 3. Then in verse 5, he said again, 
a man must be born. He says it again. Then in verse 6, which is born of the Spirit. Verse 7, he must be born again. Four times this birth is mentioned. Four times. Now, what is this birth about? What is this birth about? When Nicodemus heard, he said, he answered in, question, in verse 4, how can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus is therefore probably a relatively old man. So he asked Christ, how can a man be born when he is already born into this world and he is quite old already? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Now, what was Nicodemus saying? Is Nicodemus such a um, foolish old man that he really was saying, well, you know, can I crawl back into my mother's womb and crawl back out as an old man? Well, most likely his mother probably dead. How is it possible? But he said, generally speaking as well, anyone who has been in this world for some time, how can this man be born Again, now what is Nicodemus saying? Nicodemus is not an illogical, uneducated, um, ridiculous fool. He is a Pharisee. He's a ruler of the Jews. Means he has great education, right? He is someone who is intellectually somewhere up, up there. Otherwise, he would not have been selected to be a Pharisee. So he is not asking a foolish question. What is Nicodemus saying in reality? Now he's saying this. I've been born into this world. He understood what Christ was saying, except a man be born again. As an old person like we studied at Seniors Fellowship. I've accumulated so much ideas and concepts in this world. Now, particularly about the Jewish religion. I've known so much of it. I'm a teacher of it. So I've so much knowledge about the kingdom of God. Now, are you saying this, Christ? He understood what Christ was saying. He said, are you saying that I need to be once again like a newborn baby that just came out of my mother's womb? What is like a newborn baby that comes out of a womb like? A totally blank piece of paper, so to speak, in the mind and the heart. What it believes in depends on what it is told what it has embraced over time. You teach a newborn baby how to eat, how to drink, how to say certain things, what to believe, what to avoid, what is true, what is false. Their picture of truth and falsehood is dependent on what the parents tell it. It's dependent on, as it grows, what the world tells it. So what Nicodemus is saying is not something foolish. He is not literally saying, like an 
like a silly person that would say, oh, let me go and dig up my mother's body and then let me try and crawl in and crawl back out. Yeah, I'm going to be saved. Of course not. Nicodemus was saying, are you saying, are you saying that I, a Pharisee, a teacher of the Jews, must forget everything, every preconceived ideas I ever had and been taught about how to be saved. I must forget all that and receive what you tell me as now the truth about how to see the kingdom of heaven. Because I'm a Pharisee. I teach people how to see the kingdom of heaven. But somewhere, somewhere deep inside him, he wondered. He was doubtful that he really knew how to go there. Now, is it possible? Yes. You think there are Sunday school teachers? You think all Sunday school teachers are saved? Sunday school teachers, you better check your heart. You think all pastors are saved? You think all full-time workers are saved? Not so. They have to check their hearts. You have to check your heart. I have to check my own heart. So he is saying, Christ, people have been rejecting you. They do not believe in what you say to them. Now, are you telling me now that all the things that the other Pharisees rejected about what you say about who you are, how to get to heaven, must now be the one that overtakes, that, take, that I take in and erase everything else that I've embraced and taught in my life. That is what he is saying to Christ. You say, Christ, are you saying I must be like this little, born again, this baby that come out into the world that simply accepts what the parents in the world tells it? So this is what he's saying. Now, Look at your BBK books, page 72. Then how do we apply this to ourselves, my friend? Do you have this new birth? Are you born again? You see, for, for Nicodemus, he believed in many things. He, he thought many things would get him to heaven, but he wasn't sure. Look at this list on page 72. Joining a church like Nicodemus. He is part of the temple. Now, not only part of the temple, he was a temple leader, right? Joining a church, becoming a church member. So to those of you who are taking BBK to become members, don't think that, oh, good, I become a member of BPCWA, I'm inside this church now, I'm going to heaven. You can't be inside uh, Religious gathering more than Nicodemus was. But he was not saved. Don't think that attending Sunday, Sunday worship faithfully, observing all the rules and regulations of the Bible, of the church, doing good works, giving tithe and offerings, and even to charity work of the church, making resolutions. Lord, I promise, I promise I will obey your word. I promise I will, I will follow your ways. Don't think that being Christ-like, imitating Christ. Don't think that believing there is a God, you'll be safe. The Bible says the devil also believe and tremble. The devils believe that Jehovah is the only true and living God. The devil believes more than anyone in this world, probably. They know very clearly Jehovah is God. 
Just because you believe there is a God and even this Jehovah is God, you are saved? No. Don't think that, well, you know, since I came to church, I started reading the Bible and I, you know, I want to be saved. So I better start reading the Bible. You know, pastor always say, must read the Bible, must pray. I also started to pray at home and go to church and pray as well. You know, wow, look at verse, list one to nine. I did all that, you know. I think the chances of being saved must be quite high. Elderlies, is that how you think? Nicodemus did much more of this than you can possibly do in many lifetimes. But he wasn't saved. Do you think that being humble and sincere, well, taking the Lord's Supper, I'm a very humble Christian, you know, I, I make sure I deal with pride, and I'm baptized. Every time I take the Lord's Supper, well, this, this Lord's Supper will cleanse away my sin, and I'm definitely going to heaven. Lord's Supper means I will be assured of heaven. Nicodemus, he, he, he would watch, he would probably part, um, conduct some of these sacrifices. But he's not saved. Water baptism. Oh, hang on, you say just now, God says, be born of water. What is that? We'll see afterwards. Water baptism, as we studied in First Peter on Fridays, water baptism at best washes the dust of your body. It's physical. Water baptism does not save you. Nicodemus probably conducted baptisms, sprinkling of the blood. Preaching the gospel, I share the gospel to others. I go, I've gone on mission trips with BPCWA. You know, there are people who share the gospel but are not saved. Those of you who are from um, Bethel BPC, I always remember the testimony of this elderly man. I think he was a doctor. He shared the gospel. He encouraged people to go to church. He knew the Kelvin Institutes better than church members. He would encourage his friends to go to church. His friends went to church and got saved, I think. And then just at he, as he was going for his operation, a very dangerous operation, as I understand, when he was told about, well, be assured, and said, actually, I, I don't really believe or... I'm not sure about heaven. Uh. I don't really believe in these things. Can you preach the gospel, but deep in your heart, you actually don't believe? Deep inside. When it comes to really, when you are on your deathbed, can you be sure I am going to heaven? Maybe even now you're not sure, young person. Going into full-time service, I mentioned just now. Giving your life. I give my life to serve God. Some people believe that if I give my life to serve God, like Nicodemus, serve in the temple, well, I will go to heaven. But he knew in his heart something don't seem right. That is why he wanted Jesus Christ to tell him, how can I be very sure? Now, but don't misunderstand me. Look at your BBK books, page 72. Now, all the above are good but they do not constitute the essential steps to the new birth. Christ did not say, did you do item 1 to 16? No, Christ said, are you born again? You must be born again. You must deal with that first. That is the point. So please don't say, well, 1 to, 17, 1 to 16 is not important. I'm not going to do this anymore. No, this has to do with how you get saved. 
1 to 16 are things that saved people will do, are supposed to do. Nicodemus is not asking him, what should I do as a saved person? Nicodemus is asking Christ, how can I be saved? How can I become a saved person? Because he knew he had all this. Elderlies, this is a very important lesson for you today. Because maybe deep inside your heart, you think that you've been doing all these things, you have a chance to get to heaven. Remember, I spoke with an elderly. He asked me, I come to church, I do all this, I pray and I do all this. I should be going to heaven, right? He said, are you born again? The person could not answer. What's born again? I don't know. What does it mean? Elderlies and people from Christian families, you stand in great danger. You can be a Nicodemus in this generation where you do, you follow your family, you do all these things and think you will go to heaven. Christ said, accept, accept no other way. Accept, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. You'll be born again. So what is this born again? What is this born again? Exactly what I mentioned earlier on. Born again means first and foremost, you have to be willing to erase everything that you have thought about that you do physically, physically, outwardly to save yourself. Anything that you thought, I, I do these things, I can get saved, you must erase. Now, sharing the gospel with an ex-colleague of mine who's visiting Perth now, sharing it with him and his family. And he said, you know, Joe, all religions are the same. It's about doing good. So I said, no, that is where it is not true. All religions teach that by doing something, you can get to heaven. By doing something and doing more of it, this weighing scale if you have more of good works, then your chances of getting to heaven is high. I say the one difference in Christianity is this. Nothing you can do. There's nothing in your life, no matter how much you do of it, can wash away one single sin from your life. And I said, for example, if you broke a traffic law in Perth before you go home, no matter what good things you do before you go home, no matter how you give donations to political parties here before you go home, they will hunt you down. They will pursue you. And they will make you pay for the penalty of what you have done. See, so the difference is this. That is why Jesus Christ must come and pay for the penalty. If you and I can do anything to wash away one single sin, which is the reason why we go to hell, sin, then God did not need to come. My Christian friends, you must be clear in your heart. Don't fall into this temptation of the old religion because many of the seniors... You come from Buddhistic background, 
or Taoism or, 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 or this kind of background. You still have somewhere in you, you know, don't do anything, I can go to heaven. I somehow am quite uncomfortable. I feel like I must do something, right? You must erase that. You must become like a newborn baby and say, Jesus Christ, what you tell me in the Bible, that is the only thing I accept. If, well, you say, just be born again, not doing something, but be born again, I can be saved? Okay, I believe that. Because until today, very often, when I talk to some of the elderly, when they are on their deathbed, I still hear very often the same things, which makes me tremble. How many of you all, even young people that come from Christian family, have this idea that I am part of BPCW, I'm part of a church. I've been going to church all this while. I've been tithing, I've been giving offerings. I've been, I, when I was younger, I served. God should receive me into heaven. They still say the same thing. See, that is the danger when people do not come to church, do not attend BBK, do not study the Word of God, or come, but actually just switch off. Not like Nicodemus. Nicodemus really wanted to know. Or are you still saying, well, I think, actually, I've been quite good. I, I should go to heaven. You need to stop thinking like that. So the first thing is, Yes, you must be like a baby. A baby. It's very difficult to erase what you used to believe. We know that. God knows that. That is why God used the word born again. That is why Nicodemus understood Nicodemus understood and he knew it was very difficult. How difficult? Now look at verse, verse 9. How can these things be? How can these things be? Are you also asking deep in your heart that question today? How can it be? Don't do anything. Just be born again. You learn more what it means, all right? How can it be? Now, Nicodemus is brought up in an environment where doing things is crucial. The Pharisees came up with more than, more than extra laws around the Ten Commandments because they believe that doing is what will save them. Being very holy will save them. He found it very difficult. How can it be? How can these things be? Well, then Christ explains. Christ explains. Christ knew his heart. He's God. He saw through his heart. Yes, you need to be like a baby. True. Second thing, what is born again? You need to be like a baby to erase everything and believe everything from now onwards. And exactly what is this born again? How does it happen? Look at verse 5. Christ elaborates further now. Verily, verily, I say unto you, unto thee, uh, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Now, second time, the verily, verily. Except a man be born of water. Now he explains what born again is. You must accept now this new understanding. Born of water and of the Spirit. 
Are you born of, the, are born of water and of the Spirit? Because if you are not, you may have all these things in your past life and young person in your current life as well. You cannot. Now, Christ now says, not see, eh? Christ now, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot enter. Christ wants to make it very clear. You may see it from afar. You may see it from hell. You cannot enter. Will you enter? <clears throat> Will you enter the kingdom of God? Are you part of the kingdom of God now? Being a church member does not make you that. Being in a Christian family does not make you that. What is then born of water and of the Spirit? What is born of the water? Now, many immediately when they read anything to do with water, they relate it to water baptism. Every time they see water, it's water baptism. Everything they see, every time they see oil, is Holy Spirit. Now, we cannot read scriptures like that or else we end up in trouble. We end up not being saved. Water in the Bible is used to refer to many things. Oil in the Bible is used to refer to many things. All right? We need to understand words used in the Bible across the whole Bible. Now, we, as we have said, as we studied First Peter, water baptism is simply an outward manifestation an outward act of something that has happened in the past. The water then being put on you is you representing to the world when this water is put on you is I have, I have been cleansed of my sin. That is why I'm getting baptized. No, I am now being cleansed of my sin and after this I will be saved. No. Peter said it's just the outward thing that represents something inside that has happened. So water baptism does not save you. Water baptism is something you do after you have been saved, showing to the world, I have been cleansed. So water is about a cleansing act. Now, so what is this water? So it cannot be water baptism because across the Bible, the Bible consistently says, water baptism does not save you. Then what is water used here? Now, water is also used to represent something else. Maybe I ask quickly, Thomas, what? The Word of God. Very good. It is also used for the Word of God. Yes, it is, can be used for water baptism, but if tied with salvation, then this water cannot be salvation. Now, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. We see water as a cleansing, as a cleansing. Ephesians 5, 26 as a cleansing agent, not just baptism, all right? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Another description of water in the Bible. Let's read together. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Washing of water by the word. And here... There is a mention of the church. Sanctify means make holy. Cleansing makes holy. To be saved, you need to be cleansed by the word. 
That answers exactly what Nicodemus was asking. I have always believed in all that, in all these acts will save me. Now the word of Christ tells him, and he has heard the word of Christ many times. It is not this our acts. You are hypocrites. This our acts don't save you. He has known that. Maybe that's why he began to doubt and he wanted, wanted Christ to tell him. Because Christ has been always saying the opposite thing to what the Pharisees have been teaching. Cleansed by the, what, by the word means this. If Christ says, salvation is by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast, then you must believe it. Even if your heart is afraid, you know, yeah, just believe in Jesus. I'm afraid, you know. Let me be extra careful, extra careful. Let me also trust in being a very good Christian. I add it to that. You cannot. Because the moment you think that by being a good Christian, you can be saved, then it's no longer by grace. That is a Roman Catholic idea. Yes, we believe in God, we trust in God. Yeah, but you know, God alone. No, I better do something. You're still telling God, God, I deserve to get to heaven. I did something as well, on top of what your son did. So he must believe what the word says. Do you believe today? Sanctified by the truth. Now, a few things of the truth that you must understand. Because some elderly today still say this. I feel like I'm preaching to elders, senior scholarship. But young people as well, all right? You're taught this. Please don't be so proud. Please don't say that only Jesus Christ can save. And there's only one way to heaven. Please don't say that. It's very proud. Until today, when you preach the gospel to even elderly in our church, they say, oh, yeah, you know, all, all religion are the same. All will bring us to heaven. I just choose Christianity that as well. You cannot be saved because you refuse to be cleansed by the water, which is the word, which is the truth. You refuse to be cleansed by it. Please don't put this truth on me. Don't sprinkle this truth on me because as I, in my understanding of all my life, all religions are good. You look, they're all good people. How can good people go to hell? Good people in other religions should go to heaven as well. That is my thinking. Yeah, but I choose Christianity. Now, are you like that? Because Christ said, if you still want to be that adult in your own thinking, instead of crawling back into your mother's womb and come out and say, blank paper, what you tell me, I believe, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. I hope you really understand that. Now, you must believe in the gospel. The truth, the word of God, the gospel. G means Jesus Christ is God. Do you believe that truth? Because some say Jesus Christ is God. Oh, yeah, but other religions are also God. They are also God. No, only one God. Do you believe that? You don't believe that, you cannot be saved. You may feel you're very kind to other religions, but you cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless you be simply born again and accept that. Let that truth cleanse you. If that truth doesn't cleanse you, you refuse that cleansing, you cannot be saved. Oh, what is oh? There's only one way. Jesus Christ is the truth, the way, and the life. There's only one way. No matter what good things the other religion, Buddha and, and the Hindu gods teach, teach us, you cannot be saved by their way. Wow, so proud. Yes. It's only one way. Only. 
through Christ. I ask that you're a sinner. Do you accept that? Some say, well, you know, I believe in God and Lord, but actually I'm not a sinner, you know. I never burn down people's house or murder people. All have sinned. Do you believe that? P, the penalty of sin is eternal perishment in hell. Do you believe that? Some say, well, you know, I, uh, you know, there's no penalty. This whole thing is just teaching me to be good. Do you believe that you will go to hell because you're a sinner? E, that only through Christ you can have everlasting life. Do you believe that? Some people say there is no such thing as everlasting life because they believe in the concept of soul annihilation. They believe in reincarnation. They're born again is, I'm next life, I'm born again to become a pig, a dog, a monkey, or another human being. That is, they're born again. Christ said, no, no such thing. It is appointed unto men to die, once to die, and after that, judgment. No born again into this world or into another form of creature. Do you believe the everlasting life in heaven after death is only through Jesus Christ? There's no such thing as born again into another life. There's no such thing as soul annihilation. Annihilation means there is no everlasting life. It means everyone who dies, the moment you die, Christians know that. There are Christians who believe this. The after you die, everything is over. Over. The soul also just vanishes. That's it. Do you believe in everlasting life? Or everlasting damnation as well? It's everlasting, the soul. Oh, well, this truth leads you into the kingdom of heaven. Do you embrace it? Does this truth, or are this truth something that you believe wholeheartedly in? Well, if you do, then you are born of water. You let this truth wash you of all your old thinking, of all your, and the blood of Christ washes you, therefore, of all your sins, not your good works. Then what about the Spirit? Born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Now in verse 6, God says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say that you must be born again. You see, Nicodemus was getting a bit shocked. Christ saw his heart. Marvel not. Anyone of you shocked? I must believe only in this. You mean all the things that I've done in my life does not contribute to one single bit that will help me to be saved? Yes. You see, Nicodemus did a lot of things. And Christ said, all useless. None of them contributes an iota to your salvation. Only believing and embracing the truth. And God's way of salvation will save you. He marveled. Wow. This is totally new to me. Maybe it's totally new to some of you today. Now then the next thing. He explains born of the Spirit. Now he said there is a human birth of flesh. But he said there is another birth which is birth of the Spirit. You need to have this spiritual birth. So this is the second thing about the new, the being born again. One is you erase everything like a baby and believe. Second thing, when you do that, when you do that, you experience a spiritual birth that is birthed by the Spirit. That is what it means. It means your salvation it has happened. My friends, can you be sure? Yes. 
Here is God preaching the gospel to you, written for you. You can be sure of your salvation. Now then he says this, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and heareth the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. What is he saying? How the Holy Spirit works, you cannot explain it with physical terms. How he works. It's like, can you explain the wind? You cannot. Which direction it will go? You cannot. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is not the work of your own flesh, your own achievements. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. You embrace that truth. God says, the Holy Spirit now will work in your heart, save you and seal you. That is what it means, born of the Spirit. Right? Born of the Spirit is not speaking in tongues. That's what the charismatic says. Some of them believe, if you don't speak in tongues, you do not have the Holy Spirit. Then Nicodemus was not saved. But Nicodemus was saved. Nicodemus did not speak in tongues. As far as it's recorded here, he did not start to speak in tongues. Oh, now I'm born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit simply means the work of the Holy Ghost. Have you come to God and say, please, save me. Please, have your Holy Ghost. Seal me. Now, that is being born again. Have you known of this new spiritual birth? Have you known of it? Well, if not, look at page 73. Page 73. Born of water. Oh, sorry. Uh, look at page 75. 75. If you're not sure, am I born again? Will I go to heaven? Remember, Nicodemus is far better a Christian than you and I in terms of works. We cannot beat him, but Nicodemus is not safe. So how can you be sure? Well, page 75. First thing, Acknowledge that you are a sinner. Go to Christ. I am a sinner. Please save me. I'm going to hell. And I know that I acknowledge only you, Jesus Christ, can wash away my sin with your precious blood. Have you done that? It's not, God, I've done a lot of things for you. But have you asked him to forgive you, cleanse you as a sinner? Confess and repent. Tell the Lord Jesus Christ, I confess my sins to you. I confess that you are God and all else are false. I confess that all my good works I've done all my life cannot save me at all. Please save me now and repent. Lord, all those sinful things that I still have in my heart that I secretly do that no one knows, Lord, I want to turn away from them. Please help me. I want to follow your ways. Now receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour. Only Lord and Saviour. Lord, I will obey you. Please save me. Have you come to Christ to do all that? Now, if you have, then you have the new birth. You must settle this question today. BBK is to help you understand that. If you're still not sure, look for me. Let us pray.